Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. Oh, hey there. I was, um, I just got really confused because, like, Max is, like, hiding in the other room. And I was just like, I guess this is my life now. I don't have a dog son. He's just in the other room. Stace Babcock. My cat's in my face, uh, as is her want. And Samson Davis. Apologies to future Dan for all the mouth sounds I'll be making on these tasty, tasty fries. <laughs> we love the mouth sounds, though. <laughs> Just get all gushy up in there. All moist. Now it looks like Samson's choking on his fries, so we'll see how this goes. These fries are actually quite crispy, so sorry. Ooh, get that crunch. So, who remembers what happened last time? I think. I am going to pick on Alex. You always do. Okay, I'm going to find my center. I got really distracted because my nails look really white in this video we're doing right now. Um, Okay, focus, focus, focus. We ended this on the idea that we were sad. Yeah? Sadness was our ending feeling? Or was it an explosion? It was witnessing, or not witnessing, but... Finding a murder. <gasps> oh! That's where we ended last time. We started with the sadness and explosion. Okay, okay. So we started being sad that Italia was gone, and we kind of had a little minor heart-to-heart about how we all felt about that in character. Not resolved yet. We saw an explosion? Or did we take a nap first? You saw the explosion on your way away. Okay, so... There was an explosion. Chacha thought it was Dr. Oz being Dr. Oz and was ready to just go kill Dr. Oz. And they were just like, well, we need to see you stop dumping the assumptions, Chacha. Chacha, it's not always Dr. Oz. And turns out, oops-a-doodle, wasn't Dr. Oz. Had to retract some statements by Chacha. It was actually us who caused the explosion. Was anybody really surprised? They shouldn't be. I know. Like, come on, listeners, listen to this. You're listening. Were you surprised that the explosion was us? I was, but that shows who I am as a person. So anyway, we created like a fake storm. What's the other word I'm thinking of? A void storm? Yes, we created a fake void storm. And turns out Chacha knows about these. And if you get caught in a void storm in the wild, you go gooey, then you go crunchy. Samson knows about the crunchy gooey. Yeah. And so we went to go save the people because, oopsie doodle, we did set off an explosion in a residential area, which you should never do. Please vacate the areas of your explosions before doing them. I'm just saying, was it our fault or was it like improper storage of ordnance and bad firefighting procedures? You know what I'm saying? Like on the part of the handlers. True. They needed to get up on their EHS procedures. I feel like it's probably 50-50. It was just like 50 us, 50 them. Yeah. And we realized we could use the battery to do something with the void storm. We were like, I don't care what this will do, but let's go like poke it with a battery. And turns out that's how you fly in this world. You poke things with batteries and you fly. But what really happened is we charged the battery and the void storm went away and we looked down the hole and Nix was just like, I got a glow glow. Let me yeet it down the hole. And so we saw that the hole was connected to the underground labyrinth we were all looking for secretly. And then we had to leave because the city guards were coming and we were, we are still on the run. We walked over to Mama Jaren and we're like, Oopsie doodle, we did another bad. And Mama Jaren probably has a lot of regret ever hiring us. Because we have a lot of oopsie doodles. Like, imagine hiring contractors. And, like, every single day they're showing up. It's like, hey, um, our bad, but here's what we did. Oops. Oops. Well, if she'd put us through orientation, we wouldn't have this problem. We also get shit done. Like, we cut a month off of the statue retrieval mission so yeah but then we showed back up with oops spaceship that problem took care of itself 
It was fine. <laughs> and then we were just like, oops, we never wear disguises. Oops, all oops. I have been deliberate in saying we are disguised. What? Yeah, but like everybody else is just like, I'm not wanted. I can go parading down the street. It's fine. By everybody else, she means Cha-Cha. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and, oh, we started a side quest called Cypher Flipping. <laughs> and we got a lot of money for selling a nuclear weapon to Mama Jaren, who we really actually haven't determined won't use it for negative ideas. But at least we don't have the nuclear weapon anymore. It's good for you. You guys are arms dealers now. Yeah, That's great. we're arms dealers. I was going to say, that first one sounds more like war profiteering than flipping. Yeah. And unfortunately, at our next shopping trip, we did not find more ciphers to, you know, flip, war profit, etc. off of. And I think that's where we left off after shopping. Yeah? No. No, shit. No, we went actually, we went into the sewers underneath Dr. Oz's house and using a mix of Nix's knowledge of what her dad does, Chacha and Dilly's like magical engineering knowledge that I don't know how they got, but they did. We broke into her basement, got into the underground labyrinth there and found a dead body. Which Dilly and Nix know are the butler. So this is the one time the butler didn't do it, unless this is a clue situation where it's, you know, Dr. Oz was always the butler, and the butler was secretly Dr. Oz. And Dr. Oz, the real Dr. Oz, has been blackmailing everyone to, you know, have this facade going. I don't think that's a clue situation. Maybe a Scooby-Doo situation. No, that's like the movie clue with Tim Curry. Oh. That was one of the endings. To be fair, you never did ask her if she was Dr. Oz with the lighter. Yeah. See? It could have been the butler the whole time. Don't so doubt, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the lighter was a red herring all along. So yeah, you guys are in this synth hallway. You have been following the lights of this hallway that have lit up in response to the battery. And you have come across the dead body of this butler. Alleged butler. That Dilly and Nix had met with priorly in their aliases of Anastasia and Alabaster Featherwhite. And her body is dead on the ground. There is no weapon in her or anything like that. Clearly, she suffered from multiple punctures uh, across the chest. There is a lot of blood pooled around her. What do you guys do? Search the body? Like, loot the body? While she's doing that, I'm looking around the room, seeing if there's a person with a knife standing just, like, off to the side. <laughs> Smart. Oh, or a trap in the walls. Like, she stepped on the Indiana Jones square and... Pew! So, Dilly, give me a perception roll of six. Uh, for a little effort, I rolled a four. There's nobody else in this hallway, but you can see clearly that this hallway goes up further and then goes off to the right and left. And it's presumably you're near this sort of labyrinth entrance. This body is at a sort of intersection, like a T intersection. So there's the way you came. There's the way that leads over to that other intersection you saw. And there's a way to your right that leads away, but that way isn't lit lighting up in response to your battery. Only the way towards the intersection is. Ah, uh, shit. Chacha, that's uh, Doc Trass's butler. Got got a feeling the Nixos are down here, you know, because I told them. I think Chacha looks up from her looting and she's like, why would you tell them about this place? Well, Chacha is, was a... It was a self-preservation decision. Uh, they had me in a room with like three of them. They seemed super dangerous and they were negotiating. So I was trying to negotiate. And I was also sort of hoping that like they and Dr. Oz would get in a fight. So, so far, so good, I guess. I mean, I guess, but I do feel bad about the butler, though. The butler, incidentally, only has five shins on her person. She had five shins and her work uniform. I mean, is there anything fun and fresh and funky about the work uniform? No, it's pretty standard. 
I would say Dilly and Nix would recognize it as pretty dull fashion. Cha-Cha probably wouldn't have enough experience to know what like the fashion trends are here in Sherman. It, but it, it definitely looks like a uniform and it's not anything fancy, you know, presumably Cha-Cha is more interested in more flamboyant outfits. She's looking for that flair. This would be a dull outfit in Cha-Cha's perception. Mm. So Nyx, if the Nixos are down here, do you think you could, do you think you could still like talk to them still? Cause I'm, I'm about to throw up disguises for all of us, but I'm wondering if it's a good idea to like have, if they know you, do you think they'll talk to you? No, Dilly, I don't think that they'll uh, talk, considering I threw a chair at Minos and then, like, was instrumental in the death of Isidra and hopefully deuces. That's fair. Disguise yeah. is for everybody, then. No. Disguise is all. <laughs> okay. What do the disguises look like? Oh, my God. Who have we not disguised ourselves as yet? City guards. We should be, like, sewer service personnel. Okay, city employees, yeah. We all look like just normal, average. And Dilly says you have basically lived your whole life in Tremond. You don't even have to roll for it. That is, you can make a convincing disguise with your illusion. Like sewage splatter. Do we smell? I can't do smell. You can't do smell. Okay. Not yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe not too much splatter. Well, not unless you use your special cipher True. that your son made. That also won't work because that's stationary. Yeah. Just think of the terrible smell you could make. <laughs> One time. Actually, I just need seven more XP and I can make a terrible smell. <laughs> so, if you, just want, if you want that to happen, let me know, Dan. Okay. Anyway. So what do you guys do? Keep going down the hallway. Towards the light or down the other hallway? Towards the light? I Light? Yeah, yeah. See where this goes. Okay. So you... Head towards the light and fall directly into my trap. No. (laughs) You see the light leads to a pathway that goes right and left. Both directions are lit up. (laughs) That was a trap. And both reach a turn that seems to go left from the, well, left from one, right from the other. It seems to end up going in the same direction, although obviously since they're splitting, there's a different path there. The lights split as well. Always go right? Yeah. You remember Dilly? Number one rule. I remember everything. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you guys go right. You reach this intersection and then it takes you to a left because that's your only choice. And when you can't go right, when your only choice is left, you go left, right? Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so you start going that direction and you encounter the light reach a junction point of three doors and all three doors are lit up. Hmm. Nexus hands already on the right doorknob. Just going for it. (laughs) Okay. So you go in the right door. You see this very odd room. The room is got a peculiar shape. The walls are in a decagon, so it's ten-sided. And in the center of this room is something that looks like a leafless tree of red metal. And it just like seems to thrum with intent. And you can also see like near where its roots dig into the synth, there seems to be some sort of fluid pooling around it. Both the tree and the fluid are red in color. And there are two doors in this room. One leading to your left, one leading straight ahead. Make it the tree. Actually, I'm going to check the other rooms real quick. I'm just going to peek in there. Just going to just gonna see what's happening. Oh, hell yeah, Dilly. Chacha will then investigate the tree. While Chacha's doing the tree, I'm going to check the left door. Nice. What is Nick's doing? Just keeping an eye on them both. She's got like that iguana vision. <laughs> Nix is now in, truly in like parenting mode for these two. <laughs> it's so important. You've got to let them run, but you know, you worry. I'm not going far. I'm just peeking in the doorway. So Dilly, you look in the door and you see a room with two doors on the left-hand wall and one door on the wall across. 
and you can see these long snake-like extensions of metal that seem to extrude from the floor and ceiling. And you notice that from those extensions, occasionally you see these sprays of pollen-like dust. The color of the dust is sort of a fuchsia. The dust is on the ground, is kind of like spread around where it touches metal. Makes sense? Well, it's like there's like tiny cracks in those extensions that occasionally spew out this dust. Oh, okay. It does land on the ground, but it's like you can see sort of periodic. It doesn't seem to be on a particular rhythm where it is just spitting out this red dust like a like a spore you could see almost. Gotcha. <laughs> Chacha, you go up and investigate the tree. Yes. It is strange. It looks like it is a leafless tree made of metal. And then you hear it. Well, you don't know if it's it, but you hear a bunch of murmuring. Like the, but the murmuring seems to be emitting from this tree-like structure. And it seems to be murmuring in some sort of unknown language. Presumably to itself. I guess Chacha will use her mind-reading ability on this tree. Okay. So you do it. And the surface thoughts you get are a little hard to follow. It's vegetable in nature, so it doesn't have animal equivalents that you can easily follow. And it definitely seems to be what little bits of something that sounds like something you can work with from that mind reading seems to be in another language that you don't know. Hmm. Chacha wants to try and repeat what it's muttering back to it. Okay. Give me some sort of intellect or performance role of 12. Not sure. Mm. Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, I'd give that to you. So it's nine. Okay. For good luck, we're going to close the program all the way and reopen it. Because I don't have any XP. Do I want to put effort into this? Yeah. I want to use one level of effort. No, yes, one. Okay. So that brings it down to six. We can do this, crazy tree. Hey, fuck yeah. Okay. So you repeat after it, and then the tree stops talking. And there's a pause, and it says something in another language that you don't recognize, and your mind reading matches up with it. And then it stops, and it makes another much shorter sound, also a language you don't recognize. And the mind reading pauses, but with the mind reading, you also get a sense of expectancy, like it's waiting for an answer. The sense that we probably should have taken notes on Dan little horror outros, because this feels slightly familiar. Yes, they're just horror outros. Don't worry about it. There's no hidden code in there, Samson. Can I amend Nix's actions while this is happening? Mm-hmm. I want her to be spitting acid into the jar, you know, like someone who uses dips like into the spit bottle that's what she's doing okay okay so full-on disgusting (laughs) so give me let's see consistently doing this is probably going to be more like a might thing so just give me a six might this will tell me how much you're collecting 14 okay so you are consistently getting quite a bit like You've been doing this for a while in the background, and because Dilly and Cha-Cha are taking so much time, kind of Cha-Cha out of curiosity, Dilly out of caution, you've actually filled up like half of your jar at this point with the venom that you make. It makes a squelching noise every time. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, there's always like this weird, because since it's not being delivered through the fang, every time you're having to like press against your fang and it's making this like weird spritzing noise like through the gums <laughs> gross it's like pressurized but slightly viscous so it's kind of yeah. it's very strange oh. so how does Chacha re- respond to the tree if at all I guess Chacha's gonna kind of push her he- like forehead against the tree and kind of mutter to it you know help me understand there's a pause and the tree responds and says Oh, another one of those idiots. I just want to be friends. I'm not like that mean person, Dr. Oz. Like, you do you. I don't know. I'm a metal tree in this room. 
I've I've got all the friends I need. I mean, like, how do you get out of this room? Through one of the doors, maybe. Do you want out? Like, we could carry you out if you wanted to leave us. I'm rooted quite happily where I am. Okay. You have, like, seeds I could take and spread along the world? I walk a lot. I'm sorry, I just don't know you that well. (laughs) That's fair. I, you know, prefer to have closer connection before I distribute seeds. Fair. Do you want me to go away now? I mean, if you're not, like, interested. That would probably be for the best. I mean, I don't want to be rude, but I just I just feel like I'm not feeling a connection here. Idiot. I'll tell the others to leave you alone, unless you want to see if they're a better fit. No, I, I think I'm fine. I've eaten enough today. Okay. Oh, if you eat dead bodies, there's one down the hallway. You want us to bring it back? If there is something like that, if you could just bring it over here and just, like, leave it at my roots, that would be outstanding. Yeah, cool. Let me just go do that. Be right back. So Cha-Cha just is going to go back down the hall and drag the dead body down the hallway forward to the tree. Hey, hey, Cha-Cha. Dilly and Nix, you definitely see Cha-Cha go up to this tree. She seems to say something to it. Leaves the room, goes back down the hallway, and she has the battery, so the light goes with her. So for a while, you guys are plunged in darkness, and then Cha-Cha comes back, and it's lit up, and she's dragging the butler's body with a blood trail behind her, and she brings it up to the tree, and one of the roots, like, pulls out of the synth and shoves itself directly into the butler's chest. And then there's a moment where you see this strange undulation under the flesh, and then about at her abdomen, the tree's root comes out again, and then plunges back in, and there, then it finally falls still. Yikes, Chacha. Yeah, not to yuck your yum, but maybe can I give us a heads up if if you're going to do this? Well, like it said, it was wasn't hungry, so it wasn't going to eat us. But I figure it was better to offer it a dead body before it got hungry. If we're still down here, just a. Uh... Can everybody make a six perception roll for me? Seven. Seventeen. Nine. Oh, we're going up in the world. Okay. You guys hear, it's very faint, but there's almost a sound coming from where the root is in the body that's like a slow straw being sucked. A little crazy straw action. Gross. Cha-cha, a little bit sensitive about, like, people just leaving right now, so if you could... Give us a heads up next time about what you're doing, you know. Oh, yeah, sorry. I just, you were busy milking yourself and Dilly was looking at the other stuff and I just figured quick little disposal. Never too busy for you, Cha-Cha. Thank you. Oh, speaking of other stuff, there's some kind of dust pollen in this room that probably seems like a bad idea. And on this other third door... What's on the third door? Well, glad you asked. You see two doors, one to the left and one to the right, and in the middle of the room, floating there, is a crystal that also seems to glow. Dilly's pointed out, Cha-Cha, you can definitely see with your seas beyond that this is a multidimensional crystal. It's roughly the size of a human head, and it seems to be emitting a sound that is not unlike a painful moan. Not just gonna yell at the crystal. Are you okay? He just continues moaning. Can she ask the tree if the crystal is okay? Can try anything. Okay, she's gonna ask the tree. Hey, um, is this crystal okay? It seems like it's not enjoying what it's doing. Can't talk right now. Eating. Okay, thank you. Should we touch the crystal? I, I don't, I don't know if that's a good idea. Kinda wish we could scan it. Can either of you guys scan? Um, I can, if I'm looking for IO, yes, but specifically just that. That's a useful sounding dilly. It's the things that make the ciphers dangerous. (laughs) It's the thing that basically what it means is that dilly can scan everybody and figure out if there are parts that are useful to him in that. Killing. I haven't done it. (laughs) (laughs) And how much IO do you have? Oh, on me? Um, three? 
okay, maybe you should do it a little more, actually. Not to us. Like, three seems low for anything. Yeah, kind of. The issue is that if I scan for IO, it also usually implies that I'm breaking down a cipher, and the cipher is usually slightly more useful. But not always, but yeah, I can keep keep an eye out. Well, actually, Samson, like the scanning IO, what that allows you to do is to figure out if there's IO in something before you try to salvage it. So you have an idea of whether it's worth your while to salvage it compared to what it is. Oh, I thought I thought when we were like looking or encountering some sort of Numenera installation or whatever, it was a choice between getting IO out of it or getting a cipher out of it. For sure. It's the choice of whether you're trying to just, like, gather ciphers or whether you're trying to salvage. Your scan iodum allows you to figure out, is it worth my while to try to salvage this or not? Or, say, I'm in this room, I'm trying to figure out, is there anything with io in it that I want to try to figure out if I can do something with? Okay. That's your that's the power of your scan iodum, because it basically tells you where to look Okay, to get more of the stuff you need. Interesting. Good to know. So you have three rooms. Well, we're not going pollen. Definitely not. I, You got close to the tree, so I guess it's about as safe as we can get down here. I mean, the tree's eating right now. I, we shouldn't stay here, though. No, no. Like, you want to try that uh, door to the left and red tree room? Sure, yeah. Against my instincts, but... You want to go straight? That's a crystal room, right? Straight ahead? No, um, in Red Tree Room, there's a door to the left and a door straight forward. And they have what inside? We have a pollen room, and I thought we had a crystal room. You have a pollen room, a crystal room, and the red metal tree room that has currently got a root stuck in the butler and slowly sucking. Thank you. Oh, you looked back? Like in in the previous branches? Not in the branches off this room. Right. Oh, got it. Yeah, let's check it out. Nix opens it up. Which one? One on the left. Okay, so through the tree room into the left, right? Yeah. Okay. You see another room. It has a door straight ahead to the left. Well, I mean, you take the left and it's straight ahead. It's the next door. But just to the left of center of this room is a red cylinder just floating in here. I'll go first, I guess. Next, we'll step into the room. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you a question. How many shins does Nyx have? Seven. Oh, no. 607. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nyx, you start, you've probably got it divided between multiple packs across your body, and you suddenly feel this pushing sensation, and you see your feet slipping backwards. Like, so you approach a cylinder, and all of a sudden, it is pushing you away. The tugging definitely seems to be coming from your money bags. And it's pulling Nyx toward the cylinder, or? Pushing it away. Nyx will adjust so she backs out of the door. Maybe we should go the other way, guys. Well, it's it's off to, this, off to the left. Can you go around the edge of the room on the right? Nyx will try to hug the wall. Okay. You can hug the wall. It seems to push outwardly in all directions, trying to Presumably push metal things away. And she gets to the next door? You get to the next door. It's pushing away, but you also feel slightly invigorated by the fact that it's pushing you away. Wait. At the other door, you see a room that has a door to the left, a door to the right. And in the center of the room, stretching across the entire room, you would have to pass it to go to either door. It's an arch that appears to be made of ruby. Hey, guys. We got a classic arch situation in this room. (sighs) Who wants to go through this time? I don't think we've done it with these characters. No, we haven't. Who wants to go through? You guys play this game when you're exploring? You're like, whose turn is it? (laughs) Um, I feel like we shoved Dilly through because he's the most human. I, I, I don't know how to comment on that one, but okay. Assuming Dilly can get past the red cylinder room. Yeah, Dilly will try the arch. Well, Dilly, you do have synth on you, so it is going to be a might nine roll to get through this room. Oof. I didn't make Nick's roll because she's Nick's. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. fair. I'm going to put 
one level of effort into that. Okay. So down to a six. Eleven. It's very difficult, but you managed to get across the room to where Nyx is. Oof. Made it. Deep breath, Dilly. <sighs> Got it. <clears throat> Got it. What is Chacha doing? I guess Chacha's going to try and follow. Okay. Chacha has some metal weapons, and she also has metal shins. Mm-hmm. She has Ace's leg. Yeah. She doesn't have as much as Dilly, but it is going to be a six-might roll to get across. And I roll it flat. It's going to be funny if she can't make it. Oh, 15. Not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You get across. When you get across, you meet up with Dilly. Dilly is sweating. You are just slightly flushed from the effort. Is anyone else fitting right now? Oof. Cardio, Dilly. Cardio. I'd rather not. I broke a sweat once, Dilly. <laughs> you stopped doing that since you've... And Dilly kind of makes like a bang motion with his hands. <laughs> Wait. Do you still do you still sweat? Does Nick still sweat? Oh, wow. Roll me an intellect roll six. Six? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ten. Nix, you have not sweat at all since you ate that snake. Now that you think about it. Nix, like, smells her armpits. She's like, I'm actually really fresh. Oh, my God. Are you cold-blooded now? I'm not cold right now, Dilly. Hmm. I think you need to be, like, I got a question. Do you, like, feel slow and kind of lethargic more than usual until you get out to the sun in the morning for your morning jog? Well, yeah, I am tired at night and more awake during the day, Dilly. Dilly. Gosh, that's your name. Yes. Yeah. So. But like more so than usual? Has Nick's noticed anything? Evens rods. Evens. Scared to pick anything else? Sam's roll die. Tell me what you get. Odds. Even streak is broken. Yeah. Nick hasn't noticed anything on to that effect. She's been. Everything's been okay. She's felt great. Seems fine, Dilly, but uh, I guess I'll pay attention or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because if we go to somewhere cold and you shut down, like literally shut down, that's that's going to be an issue because you're a heavy hitter. You're a point woman. I'd like Dilly build a heat, heat vest or something. A heat lamp. That's not impossible. Uh, sure. I also have some like warm clothes. Well, that's the thing. If you're cold-blooded, warm clothes won't make a difference, will they? Dix, Dix doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking. Well, we can. If you're fine now, then you're fine now. So I guess we'll just try this arch. Hey, look at this. Dilly's going through the arch. Yay! <sighs> All right, here we go. Dilly steps through the arch. Dilly, you immediately feel sudden pain in your abdomen. Dilly's gonna get abs. <laughs> Next to Dilly. In the air forms a small fleshy organ of some kind, and it falls to the ground at the same time Dilly does. Did we steal your kidney? Can I at least get, like, fucking sigilless alchemy stuff if you're going to pull some full metal alchemist shit on me? Listen, man, I'm just saying. <laughs> Is the fleshy organ wet? <gasps> yes, it's very wet. Um, Moist, even. Could Chacha oh. do a medical check on the fleshy organ? Yeah. Give me a medical check of six. And then I have the healing skill. So that's a three? Nine, thank God. Is it important? Okay. It is his spleen. Does Chacha know if you need a spleen or not? It's rough. Like in the ninth world, with medical technology, you, you need a spleen. You'd think you could possibly surgically replace it. It will take a 15 surgery roll yes. to replace the spleen. Yes, Dilly. let's uh, do Dilly. it. Open Dilly surgery. Fuck yeah. Bad, no, bad news, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chacha. What? I'll assist. Good thing we bought this first aid kit. Otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Dilly, <laughs> I'm just going to knock you out. I'm just going to pop you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can they get to me without going through the arch themselves? Am I that close? They would have to drag you feet first through it. I would say if Nyx wants to try to avoid going through the arch, assuming Nyx is the one dragging you, Nyx, I need you to make a 15 speed roll. Oh, no. Nyx is going to toss Dilly a rope. The grappling hook. (laughs) 
Okay. Toss Dilly a rope. All right. Tuck it in your belt, Dilly. <laughs> Grappling hook him in okay. the spleen. So, Dilly, it is definitely going to be hindered because mm. you are missing an organ right now and your body is reacting. That's fair. I would say it's hindered by two steps because your body's reacting to a missing organ. And it, so that makes it a 15 might roll to grab this rope and hold on while Nyx pulls you. No, Nyx is going to slide the grappling hook head across the floor. So hopefully, maybe that would make it easier to c- catch because it would just stop. I'll give it a 12 then. All right, yeah. Um, Actually, Nyx first. Evens or odds? Evens. <laughs> Alex, roll die for me. I don't know which one I want it to be. Evens. I got two. Okay. So the hook gets within Dilly's grip. It does not pierce his body, causing more damage. Okay. Uh, I think I need the mic points, so I'm just going to try this roll straight. 16. Okay. You ha- manage to hold it, and Nyx manages to pull you back through the arch. Does it put a spleen back in? Do I lose another organ? Or take out another organ? No. I would say if you wanted to... Let's say Dilly's smart enough to realize something's wrong. Dilly, I would allow you as a kidney to grab the organ and bring it back with you. I do that. <laughs> I need this come back to me. Okay. Because I'm kind of generous and I <laughs> don't think Dilly needs to roll to figure out that something's wrong like that. So yeah, makes you drag him back through the arch. Now I'm going to punch you. Okay. Sleepy time. Three, two, Nix goes on two. Okay. So, Nyx, give me a unarmed attack roll. Well, Dilly is just accepting the hit, right? Yeah. Okay, so, Nyx, give me one of six. And I'm trained and unarmed. Just a three. Thirteen. Okay. You knock Dilly out. Dilly, please mark down four might damage, and you are now unconscious. Um... Oh, yeah. Open Dilly surgery? Is the organ still outside of Dilly? Yes. Damn it. Samson, what are your pools like right now? Four, nine, and 16. Might speed intellect. Okay. Okay. Just so I know. Just in yeah. case. <laughs> I mean, do you know yes, where it goes? Is this like a head organ? Or is it like a <laughs> like a foot organ? I feel like if we open them up, we'll just find like the missing... Like the... It'll be like a dangly bit missing the end. And it'll be like gushing, right? And we just like uh. slap it back on and it'll stop gushing. Maybe sew it a little. Yeah. Hell yeah. You got a dagger, right? I don't. Yeah. I got this dagger. Should I clean it off? Because I've been like stabbing people with it. I I don't know if it matters. <laughs> like blood is blood, right? Like. Touch <laughs> <laughs> roll a six healing roll that includes your trade. Okay. <laughs> Not 20. Yeah, you definitely need to sterilize this dagger first. Okay. Fire would be good or anything like that. Um, you can propose a major effect. Um, I want like a free asset to Dilly surgery. Okay, that sounds good. I think you also figure out with your pyro skills that you could use hedge magic to essentially sterilize the blade. Ah, we shall do this. We shall do this. Okay. Okay, so you're gonna cut into Dilly and try to do the surgery? You say it like we have other options. I'm just saying, you, you have any choice under the world. Yeah, we should have probably looked at this machine with Dilly before we knocked him unconscious. Oh well. So, it starts at a 15... You have training and healing, and you have this free asset from your natural 20. So that would make it a... Nine? And next we'll assist with the first aid kit, but first she's going to say, Chacha, isn't, like, understanding Numenera a thing that you also do? So, like, couldn't you look at it? Numenera wouldn't help in this case, because it's replacing an organ. But if, like, this machine could be reversed or something... That is also an option you could check. I guess, like, we'll do a quick once-over of the machine with the understanding Numenera to see maybe there's, like, a reverse switch. Okay. So you have training in understanding Numenera, Mm -hmm. so that would make it a 15 for you. I got a 9. Surgery time. Hey! Yeah. 
Yes, you have no idea if this thing can be reversed at all. You actually don't understand why it did what it did. Yeah. Okay, so we're at a nine, and then Nyx is assisting. We got a six to perform open dilly surgery and have him not die of sepsis. Well, hold on. So Nyx is assisting. So that's a six. And Nyx is assisting by spending her yes. first aid kit. So it's a three for Cha-Cha. Ooh. Like, the greedy part of me wants to roll this flat because it's a three. But, like, the paranoid part of me is just like, should I put in a level of effort so it's a gimme so that um, <laughs> we don't get that, like, one in or two in 20, the one in 10 chance that we kill Dilly? Yeah, let's not kill Dilly. Okay, I'm assuming it's intelligence. Yes. So I'm going to spend a level of effort so it's free. So now it's a gimme. You cut into Dilly, where you expect in his abdomen, blood starts pooling and flowing out the side. Cha-Cha, you see a lot of things. And this is a little bit unusual for you in terms of, like, healing, like this level of surgery. You're sort of tangentially aware of it, but you do find a spot where there's clearly a missing organ and there are scabbed connections where that organ should be. You cut away the scabs, and you sew this organ into place. And, like, blood is pooling all over the ground, and you stitch Dilly back up, closing all the incisions you made. And it's at this point I will offer Samson an XP. Oh, I'm taking it. Yes. Okay. Who do you give the other XP to? I'm going to give this one to Chacha, since she's uh, got her fingers inside Dilly. I might need it for more surgery. Yeah. So, Dilly, you will take seven might damage from the surgery. Oh my god. Alright, it's not bad. And you will be hindered in any physical activity there. for the next 14 days. No lifting over 20 pounds. Shit. <laughs> 14 days. Oh, man. Uh, so, quick question. Mechanically, does that just mean, like, any might and speed rolls, more or less? Okay will be hindered. Yeah. Your intellect rules will be unaffected. Gotcha. You guys have completed the surgery. The surgery took some time. You guys have been here for like an hour and a half whilst Chacha cut into Dilly, pushed wet working me into him, and sewed him up. And like Chacha like do a little embellishment so he gets like a little CC in his scar. <laughs> Sign your work. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah, give me an intellect roll of nine. I'm not going to put effort into this. I'm sorry. This one's going to be the nat one. No, it's a ten. You get some nice dope C's <laughs> instead of like a dick. Yeah, you definitely managed to stitch in such a way. Like, it's a little weird. It's a little awkward. You think that maybe this is the reason why Dilly will have trouble um, over the next two weeks. But you, or part of the reason, but you have definitely stitched it in such a way that when his natural scar forms, there will be a CC in the midst of that scar. Nice. Good work, Chacha. <laughs> Chacha's gonna go for a high five. High five. I'm sorry. Her hand is like covered in dilly gore. High five. <laughs> and then uh, Nyx will cradle unconscious dilly in her arms. I guess we'll go the other way. Yeah, so it depends on where you want to go and how long you want to wait. It is definitely going to take Dilly at least an hour and a half before he wakes up. Hour and a half? Uh, you want to just chill in the organ room? or Yeah, because maybe then the tree won't be like, hey, bring me another snack. All right, let's chill here. Yeah, I'm going to take a recovery roll. Okay, that's a good idea. If anybody want, else wants to take recovery rolls, you might want to do that now. Just saying. Can I do that while unconscious? <laughs> you could take up through your... I said you're going to be unconscious for an hour and a half. You could take up through your one-hour recovery roll while unconscious. Because it's your body trying to recover. Yeah, all right, all right. I like how Samson was totally okay with going through that portal, and it turned out to be an organ-removing portal. Man, them's the brakes, cha-cha. Like, I've seen some shit when people walk through. But sometimes, every now and then, you get, like, a real sick improvement. I know a guy who got eye stalks. He could look behind him. That's sick as fuck. But, like, did Dilly really understand, like, the, what might happen? Or was it, like, oopsie doodle? 
we just convinced him to do something bad. He didn't seem to need a lot of convincing, Chacha. True. I mean, that we, we also should stay in this room so he can look at the machine because maybe there was a reverse switch and I just didn't look hard enough because I, I kind of wanted to try out surgery. I've never tried it before. <laughs> well, I think you did great. <laughs> I mean, look, I even signed my work. So that's what I'm going to do when I do surgery. I'm going to sign my work. So maybe I can become a famous surgeon, too. I don't see why not. <laughs> Start charging, maybe. I mean, I guess if... <laughs> Ooh, we could be like an entertainment act and surgery. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know these students. They would come. They would watch. And if they get hurt, we can just patch them up. Science students were, like, a little weird. I was like, you got any dead bodies? And I'm like, why the hell would I have dead bodies? You know what I'm saying? I wasn't killing people back then. Not at the rate I do today. Anyway. Very true. We can make so much money selling dead bodies. So after an hour and a half, Dilly wakes up. Uh, oh my god. Did I shit my pants? I can't tell. Not this time, Dilly. Oh, good. This is just blood. You're wet with blood. Just blood? Yeah, I think it's just blood. I mean, I didn't taste it. Samson, evens rods. God damn it. Oh, uh, god damn it. <laughs> evens. Stace, roll die. Tell me if you eat bits or odds. Lucky number 13. <laughs> oh, God. There's, there's a little bit of shit in that. Yeah. <gasps> Just a little. Should we clean up before we go find the artifact? Is the tree the artifact? What did the battery do? Actually, yeah. I'll charge it. Can you do the hedge magic thingy? Because I think that, is that clean shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just do that quick. I think Chacha hedge magics both of them to see if she can, you know, not be covered in blood and gore and Dilly can not be covered in blood and shit. Yeah, you can definitely clean away all that stuff. Okay. The side effect, though, of your hedge magic is that for a moment, whatever you clean away, you taste. Gee, <laughs> 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 thanks. Well, actually, that means pro eh, Chacha's probably used to the taste of all this then. Mm -hmm. Is, uh, Nix's jar full? I would say it's three quarters of the way full. Yeah. So Dilly's conscious. What do you guys do? Did you guys cross-stitch me? What the fuck? Oh, it was all Chacha. Oh, uh, no. Those are my initials. See? CC. Yeah. All right. Well, as long as everything's in there, that's probably most I could ask for. Yeah. I cleaned you up a little bit in there, too. No spare parts left over, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you should probably look at the machine. I tried looking at it, but I couldn't find a reverse switch. But maybe you can find a reverse switch. So maybe if this happens again, we can, you know. Uh, okay. I guess I'll just do that then. And Dilly will carefully, gingerly pull himself up and then go three foot distance, but inspect the uh, ruby arch. Understanding Numenera roll of 18. Three level of effort for that one. Oh, 20. It's 20. Yeah. It was cocked there for a second, but it landed on 20. Okay. This arch, you're not sure what its original purpose was, but it is designed to take something out of a body. Whatever species it was originally designed for, it's clearly not human. And you think it defaults to whatever organ it decides looks the closest to what it's looking for. And you can propose a major effect for your natural 20. Can you harvest the machine? That's what I'm thinking. Like, kind of like in tandem with Scan Iodum, he like finds a way to like kind of disable it. Ooh. Yes. Give me a Scan Iodum of three. All right. You're trained, I think, right? Trained and I have the free level of effort anyway. So, okay. So you don't have to, you don't have to roll or anything like that. There is definitely at least four Iodum in this device. It will be eased by two steps for you if you try to salvage to get those. Right. Yeah, Dilly will take a crack at that. Okay. So it's an 18. You get you are trained in salvaging, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 15. You get two levels of effort. That brings it down to a 9. You get the free level of effort, which I assume you're applying. So that brings it down to a 6. Oh, and you have light tools. So that's a 3. All right. Dilly will roll that straight. Four. Oh, man. Okay. So inside, you find sort of stereotypical item, 
you find a void stone, and you also find a biomechanical synth, as well as a blood crystal. Blood crystal. It is definitely liquid, but whenever it isn't being disturbed, it forms into the shape of a crystal with 15 extrusions. And the device is now offline. Oh, by the way, because it also has other things in it, you could also, depending on how much you want to be weighed down, accumulate up to seven units of synth and two parts. Is there a weight limit that I should be aware of? Mm, No, you could probably take all of it, honestly. It's more like if I notice you're accumulating a lot of it, we'll start thinking about, well, how much does that really weigh? And is that going to start hindering Okay. I'm at six synth and seven parts now. Is that? That's okay. How many of each was that again? I think seven parts. Uh, Sorry, seven synth and three parts, I think is what I said. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Ow. Ow. But the thing is off. So you guys want to keep going this way? Yeah. Forward hole. Well, left or right, but yep. Right, Nelly. Right. And you see in front of you a very strange room. It's lit up in a glow that you usually associate with sort of synth Numenera. But there seems to be a thick layer of organic resin over all the Numenera in this room. It is lit up, and you can see this room is massive. It's probably about 70 feet square. And you can see that along the right-hand side of the wall, there are like maybe six of these multi-jointed, organic-looking arms extended that you know they've got three joints each and at the end of each one of them is some sort of orifice that is dripping with mucus and each one of them opens slowly and deposits a small green egg oh my god and they're just like dripping in these pools of mucus like it's like mucus and these eggs like all stacked on top of each other as these like weird appendages move back and forth did we find the alien queen and on the far side of the room you can see over near a console two people you don't recognize they're roughly in their mid-twenties they look athletic they're dressed in sort of thug chic for lack of a better word and you see deuces standing there next to them and they are all surrounding one woman at the council as a woman you recognize as Dr. Oz and that's where we'll end this episode oh shit Fuck. we're not disguised either by the way so so much for that oh yeah because you passed out mm-hmm. Samson something about this episode I personally want to be mad but Dilly almost died because of a botched surgery. <laughs> and again, I want to have been mad. That would have been very funny to me, but that almost happened. Yeah. But yeah. I like how I was debating that. Like, hmm, give me or not. <laughs> but yeah, Chacha fucking did her thing. And now Dilly is alive for one more session, at least. We'll see how this goes. We're going to go fight mm-hmm. Deuces while you just had surgery. <laughs> yeah. We made great choices. What are you talking about? Oops, all bad choices. <laughs> and what is uh, Deuce's uh, currently front-running candidate for new partner thinking? Oh, yeah, Nix. Well, you would have to think not anymore. Potentially. You never know. That might have spiced up the relationship more. And they're just like, yes, get this spice into our life. <laughs> right? They're like, damn, we need her. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Get us some of that flair. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, and they're down to Nano, too. You're trying out every day of your life, you know, what you're, you know, that's what they say. <laughs> Dress for the job you want. <laughs> so, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something we think you would really dig. This week, it is my turn, and I would recommend you all go out and read the book Four Lost Cities, A Secret History of the Urban Age is by Annalie Newitz, and she is an amazing author. She's written some great science fiction, and she's also written some great science journalism. But in this book, she explores the history of four cities that in our Western culture were 
typically known as lost cities, although one of the things she points out is that in the overwhelming majority of cases, the cities were never lost. It's just that Western colonial explorers came upon them and decided that they were lost, even though everybody around there knew that the remnants of that city were there. But she talks about one of the oldest metropolises in the world, a Neolithic site, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of Katahoyuk in central Turkey. She talks about Pompeii, and then the medieval megacity of Angkor in Cambodia, which is especially funny because the French explorer who found that claimed it was lost, but there were monks that were still living there, and people made regular pilgrimages to it. <laughs> and then also something that was new to me, but I was embarrassed that it was new to me, was the indigenous medieval metropolis of Cahokia, which stood in beside the Mississippi River where East St. Louis is today. I think this is it on Audible? Yes. So she explores both the history of those four cities and then also how the reasons why they either failed in almost every case or changed, rather. It's not so much a failure as changed, are a combination of ecological disasters and a failure of political will to do what was right for those cities. And she draws a very interesting line to modern cities that have suffered hardships, like Detroit and other cities in the U.S. that have suffered. And like these are the cases where will we politically make the right decisions for those cities going forward? And what are the things that cause cities to fail? And not in the sense of some cataclysm, but in the sense of people just leaving the city and deciding, I'm not going to live here anymore. It's fascinating, you know, especially when she's talking about the city in central Turkey, Neolithic times. It was one of the first metropolises of its size and how people went from a nomadic lifestyle to there, what that meant, especially because they built these sort of stacked homes and there were all these walkways over the tops of the homes, as well as like special homes that were just history houses that were used to represent the history of a group of people within that city. It's just fascinating learning about the cities that were built up and then also thinking about what are the reasons why humans are drawn to cities in the first place and then also why they leave cities. Like what's the turning point for them when they leave a city and decide they want a different life and do they transition to another type of city or do they transition to a more remote lifestyle? I remember thinking to myself over and over again, about cities, not just in terms of the nature of the diversity of people that it pulls in, but also that sort of historical notion of cities and that, you know, every historical city is in some way founded on blood because they had to build it and they had to defend it. That's less of what's the focus in this book, but it is fascinating when she's getting into what do we know about the behavior of those people as well in the case of Angkor as well as Pompeii, where we have clear sort of political records of why did these things change? It's a fascinating book, highly recommended. It's a book that I devoured in three days. It's great writing. She's got a very pleasant voice to her writing and also she's able to express very complex archaeological and historical ideas in very easy to understand language. So I'd highly recommend Four Lost Cities by Annalie Newitz. I just bought it on Audible. Excellent. If somebody wants to talk to us about Four Lost Cities or about what they think about the show, how would they do that, Samson? Oh, I suppose they could go to our website at explorerswanted.fm. From there, you can find a bunch of socials, such as Twitter, where we are at Explorers Wanted, or Instagram and Facebook, where we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. You can also talk to us on our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord should bring you there. We are pretty active there, so that's a great place to come talk to us directly. If they feel that what we've done is worth their money, and it is within their means, they can support us at patreon.com slash Explorers Wanted. 
So there's that. Yeah. And your support means the world to us if you can supply that. If you enjoyed the show, the best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do is write us a five-star written review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Stitcher. Those three make the biggest difference in new listeners trying out the show. There's so many actual plays out there and for people to figure out what to try out, even those written reviews make a huge difference in people giving it a shot and really help us build up our listenership of people who enjoy the same things you do. If you didn't like the show or if you thought it was just meh, well, I just want to remind you that when it comes to living a life of joy, laughter, and love, you can never have too many teeth. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. You can find me counting if I have enough teeth at Slam Potato. You can find me very confused on teeth at Realty Unicorn on Twitter or probably talking shit on teeth, just like Big Library on Twitch at Tea with a Unicorn. Okay, that's it for us. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.